What's going on, Mission Driven Made community? This is your host, Jacob Straub. Stay tuned to listen to episode number five, where we talk to a retired Master Chief from the United States Navy and full-time entrepreneur. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Mission Driven Made podcast. We have a very special guest today. So as always, make sure you stay until the end. The first time I met our guest was about five years ago, and he has been a close personal friend and mentor of mine since. He was simultaneously the owner of CrossFit Flood in San Diego and a Master Chief in the Navy. He has taught, led, and inspired thousands of people with fitness, having the opportunity to serve as the command fitness leader in the Navy and running his gym all at the same time. Mike is known for providing a family type of environment in his gym and does more for people behind the scenes than anyone I've ever met in my life. I want to welcome Mike Studley to the Mission Driven Made podcast, where our community inspires people to pursue health, wealth, and purpose in their life. How's it going, Mike? What's up, buddy? Great <laughs> intro. Love it. No one's good. ever talked that good about me before in my life. No, Maybe just no, behind your so. back, right? Absolutely. No, awesome. Great, great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Of course. It's uh, it's great to see you. It always feels like it's too long from you know, the last time we spoke. So it's good Absolutely. to see your face again. It's, it's been a while. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll dive uh, right in. Okay. So one of my favorite parts um, when I get to talk to successful people is hearing how everything started okay. right, from the beginning. So if you can kind of talk about where you grew up a little bit and a bit about your childhood. Okay. Whew. So if you ever heard of Schenectady, New York, so this place <laughs> upstate outside of uh, Albany, uh, that's where I grew up. I was there most of my life until basically the Navy. And then uh, so... I went in at 20 years old. So basically there the whole life, went off to college for just a tidbit and then uh, been away ever since. But growing up, um, you know, it was, it was a good time. You know, we uh, dived in a lot of sports. That was me, you know, from sunup to sundown, I'm doing sports. You get into middle school, high school, everything sports. So it was always sports related with me, you know. Um, unfortunately though, we're talking about like, upbringings or what happened in your lifestyle to mold you well unfortunate event my mom passed away when I was in fifth grade so then I had to do that growing up almost without that mother figure getting bumped around with family members you know dad doing his best and, and you know that kind of fast forwarded to today really set me up for how to do things on your own finding different mentors out there different stuff because you may not have family all the time so you know, it was one of them where great life growing up, but definitely struggles like many, many people have gone through. Right. So, and can you, know. you pronounce the name one more time? Because every time I try to say the city that you're from, I just feel like I'm biting my tongue. <laughs> Skin your neck today. There's Skin a your neck today. Schenectady. Schenectady. Okay. There you go. There I'll you probably go. have to ask you again next week. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. And when did your passion for fitness start? And did you know you wanted to do this as a career in some fashion someday? Didn't know that I'd be a trainer growing up until uh, probably when I went off to college 
it was, uh, this is kind of cool taking care of young athletes. And then I'd go home from college and went to volunteer with my high school to help out them. And kind of from there, it was like, yeah, I'm going to be a trainer. Yeah. Um, but before that, like, like I was telling you, Jake, it was like sports, sports, sports. It's like, um, hey, wait, they're doing this. They're doing that. Yeah. And it's like, I always want to get in that local league of whatever, you know, be it, you know, uh, little league baseball to soccer to, you know, basketball. And so I did it all and enjoyed it all. So awesome. Yeah. The, the sports. Uh, definitely register for me that that was my whole childhood too at least for a little while right so yeah right. I totally get you and then can you expand on your career in the military and how you made it to the highest enlisted rank in the navy second highest not joking because uh you do have the master chief petty officer of the navy the mcpon but uh, i did make master chief and that was uh, a blessing um, I went in and I wanted to get in the medical field because that's kind of like being a trainer, meaning, right. you know, going into learning all that stuff. So, you know, I was like, let me let me go and be a hospital corpsman. So I did that and, and then went into a couple of different things. And the whole thing about making rank is really doing your job, taking care of people, people taking care of you. OK, if you don't have people underneath you building you up, trying to take your job, you're not going to move up. So. You know, I've had great people around me, appreciated it, didn't complain about work. Cause I'll tell you, there's a lot of things to complain about in the military, <laughs> you, you know, you got you know, from taking out the trash when you're younger to yeah. you know, growing up and, you know, dealing with the politics, but, uh, you know, you put on your shoes, you go to work and, um, you know, you smile, you do good. And it just, it just led from one foot to the other. And, uh, I, I was lucky enough to make master chief. So I love that you said about training people under you to be able to take your job. Did I hear that correctly? Right. That is, that is awesome. Can you expand on that just a little bit? Yeah. Future leaders, you know, it's kind of, you know, we go back to say the gym where you're one of my coaches. I'm one of my coaches to take over, to be an owner. You know, you don't just train people to just do their job. You want to replace you because that's how, (laughs) that's how you can go home and relax. You know, if you people pushing you out the door wanting your job right. it's like hey they're hungry teach them everything that they want to know so well you can enjoy your retirement or lifestyle to make things a little bit easier and when i say easier it's not always easier because yeah. as you move up or this and that the uh you know the mental part or the uh you know the different stuff going on is uh it's pretty pretty overwhelming absolutely and i know you don't like talking about this specifically but i have to ask you What was your most proud accomplishment while you were serving? Ah, well, see, that's that double edge. And I kind of hit on it a second where proud to make the different ranks I did because of the family happiness, you know, having my wife and kids and everybody be like proud of dad was like, that was awesome. But where I just spoke about watching those under me, them junior, you know, enlisted junior officers get promoted watching that and seeing that it's like you know that that's the best thing that can happen so proudest accomplishment is just watching others make rank but also happy for my family to see me be successful so you know awesome and was it a long process to become a master chief like did it just take a long time in general well it does and a lot of it goes to you know what what rate you're in or this and that, like what your specialty is. I was in the medical field. So different rates have different tracks of progression. So I guess I can go to another uh, 
proud accomplishment is, I guess you can say being a board member. So we talk about oh, like okay. making rank, like, and um, you were actually at the gym, I think when I went off to uh, Tennessee, I had to set a selection board and I did several of them. So only the master chiefs will set a selection board. So this is where I'm reviewing records for people to make the next rank. Right. So, you know, doing that, being a part of that and watching that process, being a part of that process, you know, was, um, it was a proud moment because you're just, you're selecting the future leaders, you know, you're seeing what's going on and all that other stuff. And, you know, the military having the trust of selecting me to be part of that process was pretty cool, you know, but that depending on, like I said, what your rate is, you know, and the master chief selecting you for the chief and the senior chief and the master chief, you know, can take, you know, most rates about 10 years or so. If you're in the nuclear rate and you can make, you know, chief for this and that in six, seven years, but some rates, you're not making it till 18, 19, 20 years where they're almost out the door and then you finally make it. So, you know, I was lucky. I made rank decently fast. I ended up making master chief just shy of 20 years and then uh, put a few more years in after that till I finally retired. Awesome. And when you say rate, that's just a job classification, correct? Correct. Like I was in the medical field. Got so it. Hospital corner was my rate. You can be electrician. You can be, you know, all them type of things out there. So did you ever work at a Balboa Naval? I feel like I should already know this about you. Yeah. Way back in the day, early in my career, I was at Balboa for a little while. Yeah. Real early. Um, so that was, that was fun. They, uh, kicked me out of there cause I, I made ranks. So it's like, you got to move on. I was like, so this is before I knew about like billeting and placement. You can only have a certain amount of, uh, different rates or ranks at your job. Well, with my position, it was like uh, time to move on. Cause you made ranks. So I kind of got hooked up after that, believe it or not. So I, I got a phone call. Well, first off I, I go in one day, I was yeah. the guy that opened up early. So I would come in at six o'clock and uh, my senior chief was like sitting in my desk with his feet kicked up reading the paper. I'm like, well, this doesn't really happen. This guy comes in like later and everything. Why? You know, something like something's going on here. And he says, you need to call the detailer. And I was like, oh, man, and I was like, what the heck is going on here? Well, he knew the detailer. So they're uh, in on a little something, something. <laughs> so I called the detailer and the guy goes, Hey, uh, how do you like it there in San Diego? I was like, oh, I like it a lot. You know, he's like, how do you like the Midwest? Never really been there. He's like, I got orders for you in Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> I was like, no way. I was like, Whoa, okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to Fargo. Next, thing you know, my senior chief and him are both laughing at the same time. And it, they set me up. Really, they had orders. There was a billet that came up in my hometown and right outside of Schenectady, Albany. So I had I went home to Albany for a tour, and that was kind of unique because you go to see the world, but here you are in your hometown again, you know? Yeah. But it was kind of cool to be in my, you know, in the military, da-da-da-da-da, and you get to see family at the same time. Not only your your immediate, but, you know, extended family. So that was, right. a, that was a fun little tour. And then eventually you made your way back to San Diego and that was the last duty station no, I, you had. I was back and forth in San Diego. I go to San Diego and like I said, Albany, then I go back to San Diego, then Virginia, San Diego, then to Florida. I was back and forth. This is my second home basically. So <laughs> oh my now here, here I am retired in San Diego. So. But. Well, I didn't realize you went back and forth so much. Where was your, your favorite spot, but you can't include San Diego. Oh man. Um, probably of all places, Connecticut. 
Oh, okay. So I got stationed in New Haven, Connecticut with a, with a Marine unit and they, it was reserve Marine. So I was the medical for these like reserve Marines. There's a Navy unit there also. So the Navy guy and me both shared an office. I was with the Marines, he was with the Navy. And uh, it, it was just, a, it was a nice setup. And I, I got to live um, near the uh, sub base in Groton. And my brother happened to get out of the Navy. He was in the Navy also. He got out of the Navy and lived there. So again, now here I am seeing more family. Kids loved it because, you know, we had a, a lot of land. So they were loving the stream and the snow and I had to shovel it all. So, you know, it was good <laughs> raising the family because that's where my youngest daughter was born. And so it, it, was a, it was a good time, good time of duty station with a lot of memories. Yeah. You know? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that. Yeah. So I want to transition a bit more to entrepreneurship and business. Okay. Um, so one thing that many people may struggle with regarding starting a business is figuring out how to make time for it. So while you're working a full-time job, you know, especially. So when I first met you, you were in the Navy still, and you're also running the gym. Can you right. unpack what that was like for you, especially in the beginning process of when you took over the gym? First off, are you going to it when you're single or are you going into it when you're married? I went into it as I'm married. If I didn't have 110% support from my wife, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So when the opportunity to own a, a gym, CrossFit, came up, you know, basically go home, talk to the wife, hey, had this opportunity and you know I want to be a trainer, own a gym when I retire, but this fell into my lap, but yeah. how do I really do this? And she's like, you're stupid if you don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, that. Oh, that's I'm, great. I'm like, you know, you never see me. She's like, exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's like, do it. So I don't have to put up with you. The real no, reason. Um, the real reason. Right. I knew there was something behind there. She enjoyed it too much. <laughs> no. So it was like having her support because then she'd have to raise the kids more. She'd have to do more at home. And, you know, here I am, you know, coming in and you know, half hour, hour before bedtime. And it's like, oh, hi, everybody. Oh, bye, everybody. You know? Yeah. So it was just a sacrifice to set up for the future, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, it seems like it helps to have a supportive spouse because it would definitely make the process a, a lot harder if that wasn't the case. You have to. And knowing your yeah. family, you got it also, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. we have to brother. We wouldn't yeah. be able to do it without them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's, it's really easy, you know, for even me to look at someone like you with the success that you have. And not think about, you know, maybe mistakes that were made along the way. I'd love to hear about mistakes. And sure. just so if someone's listening, say they're going through a similar thing that you did, maybe a mistake or two that you made that, mm -hmm. you know, you can kind of pass on to someone else to maybe not do the same thing. Number one mistake, don't have a partner. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah. You're going to hear that a lot from like yeah. business owners of the past or this and that, whatever, if they went into it with a partner, or if they didn't, that they'll be like, I shouldn't have done it unless your partner is your spouse. And even then maybe yeah. not. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's tough, you know, I, and it was tough for us because balancing, you know, who we were, what, what our goals yeah. were, and we weren't on the same page, unfortunately. And we learned from that. As you know, I end up buying my partner out and then right. I go solo. But, yeah. you know, if in the beginning, I had to do it that way. 
and I say had because of how I bought the gym and everything yeah. and opportunity and my wife saying, go for it. Having that partner really did set it up because of when I was in the military, I needed that to fall back on because what if I got deployed or what if I got underway yeah. or, the, you know, I needed somebody to have my back right. and I did. So that definitely worked. But then like, if I was to set one up today without, you know, uh, having another job or whatever. And I went in solo. That's what it would be. Go in solo. Cause I've had gotcha. other people ask me during the years and maybe you did, I don't know, just joking, but you know, Hey, what do you think if I bought into your, and I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I no more partners. So, you know, go, go solo. And if you really need that help from somebody else, you know, maybe getting a, like a team of experts or something like that and have a good business plan, but just yeah. doing it because of other reasons or, if it's financial, that's it's wrong reason, you know? Yeah. So it does seem like that's kind of a lot riding on another person when it comes to like financial decisions. So that, that makes perfect sense when, when starting, especially, you know, a CrossFit gym. Sure. Yeah. Was there some good times? Absolutely. But, uh, this not, not made for podcasts. I got a bunch of stories I can tell you, but yeah, it's, You know, the dramas of doing it, but again, I learned, I learned a lot. And if you don't learn from mistakes, yours and others, you you know, you're not going to be successful. So wouldn't change how everything happened, but yeah, go into it on your own. Gotcha. And I know just about every gym owner works pretty long hours. Uh, Can you give us a behind the scenes look or day to day what it's like being a business owner? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, You wake up. You do programming, coaching, admin, this and that. You go to bed. No, I'm messing. So, <laughs> exciting. Um, yeah, really. It's, it, it is not exciting. That's the thing. People think it's easy. It, it's not. And then uh, I, I want to kind of build on that question you asked me. Yeah. This. Are you going in to own a gym to be successfully uh, monetarily or are you going into it for other mm. reasons? Okay. Be honest. My main one wasn't monetarily. It was, I don't want to say hobby, but it was a passion to help each other, not to make the most money out of it. Now I know that seems weird and oxymoron of different ways, but there's, if if you break down the amount of gym owners, this and that, whatever, whatever, there, there's a lot of different reasons. The gym owner that is passionate about helping everybody, but not passionate about money works too freaking hard. And now that's a bad thing, unless again, that's what they want to do. And they're happy with all that. I was, and it worked, but I think we've even talked many times, you get burnt out. You're like, oh man, it's it's a lot going on. Now on the other side, you're doing a business plan, uh, having the the whole model of making more, 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 more. How are we going to do that? I don't want to say you work less, but it's a whole different thing. You know, this is where not having yeah. a partner, but you you have a different business plan of your marketing going to do this. You're going to have that. Uh, you might step on toes, but it's a, you know, dog eat dog world or whatever. It's it's a whole different way yeah. of going at that ball game. So, yeah. um, so my day to day was a little bit more time consuming because I did a lot and because it was my passion. And you guys know, um, as coaches, I was empowering you guys for different stuff of this and that, but I held a lot of it because a lot of you guys had separate jobs or this and that. 
if you went into one side of the business, it may be not to hire the Jakes of the world who has another job because he can only give me this or this hour. Right. You want, hey, Jake, you're going full time. Here's your 40 hours. I'm going to fit it. That is awesome. But again, that was different from what we did. Right. And having that had uh, had me working sun up to sundown, doing that admin stuff, tracking tracking those that would email and following up with different things for the marketing, um, doing the programming and the different tracks. Because as you know, we have a comp team, you have your gymnastics, you have your different type of, you know, I had kids programs. So you have your different programming and to do it the right way is time consuming. Yeah. You got a lot of people out there that, that like pay for programming or this and that, that side that believes in that there's nothing wrong with my side was, you know, your people. So it can go both ways, bro. You know? So that was time consuming for me to try to do the right programming, knowing our people, knowing what, you know, what the track was, knowing what the macro cycle was and knowing how everything fit together instead of, Hey, let me jump on ABC programming because yeah, they're going to the games or something. Yeah, you know? right. So, yeah, and, and you know, your admin, your bills paying, your you know, it goes on and on and on. So, yeah. and then the coaching hours, because as you know, I coached a lot also. So it's time consuming and um, rewarding because you see, you know, as you mentioned earlier about the community aspect of the gym yeah. and how everything was. It's, uh, you know, having the uh, relationships, they're still there. You know, yeah, and uh, wouldn't change anything. It's something I didn't really think about till recently. You had so many different tasks that you had to do. Did it take a while for you to get to the point where you had kind of a system like, okay, it's morning, I'm going to do admin, I'm going to then coach, I'm going to then pay the bills, I'm going to then do marketing? Like, how, how did that sure. work for you? And did it take a while to get to a point where it worked for you? In the beginning, going back to that partnership, yeah. it was tough divvying out. You do this, I do that. Once it was, you know, once I owned it on my own, it was much more simpler because that's where the military took over, where I'm used to being structured. I'm used to right. this. So that was no problem for me. Like working more hours wasn't a problem. Being structured was no problem. So I had, you know, say you were coaching that 6 a.m. Yeah. class and you see me coming in at 6.30. It's like, why are you here right now? Because I can sit down on the computer and get some work done without, you know, worrying about whatever and, you know, that type of thing. So you you just, you know, I had a good day-to-day plan and kind of rolled with it. Awesome. Uh, So just the takeaway, say there's a listener that hasn't started a business yet, but it's looking to, do you think they need to have this perfect plan beforehand? Or is it more of like you have a plan, but also learn as you go? I would go with the first one for most people. Most people getting in this business want to do it to be successful. Best gym owner out there making the most money. I mean, people like myself, honestly, could be looked at as like, why are you wasting your time? It, it takes a different breed and there's many out there and I don't want to go into their names, but there's some big CrossFit games, athlete owners and different yeah. that aren't owning gyms anymore because, well, even though you're a big name, you, you can't keep people coming in because they were passionate like myself and wasn't into. So there's many different things there. Um, if you want to go into it for the reasons kind of you should, let's make money, get you a good business plan, get you Got a good it. business mentor, get that stuff ahead of time to know what you should and shouldn't do. Everybody's like, Hey, I'm going to get all this equipment from rogue. I'm going to set it up in my gym. Okay. 
you know, how many times did the GHDs get dust on them? Because you can't, you know, you don't put them in an everyday class per se. You know, uh, most gyms don't have 10 GHDs where you run the class, yeah. and everybody's getting on them. So it, it's like, there's a lot of equipment you don't need right away and all this other stuff. So, you know, get the business plan, get a business mentor, know what you need, what you don't need and kind of go from there. Even, even uh, space-wise, as we know, it's worldwide now for CrossFit or any gym. Well, where are you renting from? Where's your, or are you buying? But, right. you know, San Diego, we're, we're paying way much more money than Nebraska, you yeah. know? So it's like, you know, how much square footage do you need? Yeah. So go smaller than you think. And, uh, you know, in, until you're, knocking into the walls with everybody and all that other stuff that you don't need to expand. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, anytime I speak with someone that's uh, in the fitness industry, I have to ask this question. Yeah. What is the biggest myth in fitness that just won't die? It's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, but true. One that comes to mind with me, honestly, would be relating to females. And if you knew our gym was a lot of times 60, 40, 70, 30, we, we had a lot of women in our, in our gym. Yeah. And, and one of the things that always pinch that little nerve is like, Oh, I don't want to lift too heavy. Cause I don't want to get bulk, you know, yep. the, the That's old a good one. thinking you're going to get, you know, I, I'm going to look like that muscle bound girl, this and that. Oh my goodness. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good no, one. You are not. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Women, if you're listening, lift weights. <laughs> yeah. Lifting weights is it's so important for everybody. It keeps yeah. you out of the nursing homes, everything else. You got to build that uh, that muscle. So it's the fountain of youth, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the thing I uh, really loved about CrossFit is, as we mentioned earlier, the community aspect of it. And I feel like we or someone there was always laughing. So to put you <laughs> on the spot. Um, Tell me a funny story or incident that happened while you're running the gym. Man, it, that's a hard thing because there's so many of them. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm probably going to say something that's not even like the most hilarious, but it, <laughs> it, it, it kind of rings to us and everything. We, yeah. we had a guy who still do got a guy at the gym. His name is Greg and he got a nickname called sweet G. So when you're new to the classes and we're like, Hey, sweet G, People would think, well, what's sweet? Where did he get this? Does he eat a lot of candy? Is he maybe <laughs> feminine? Is he, where's this sweetness yeah. coming from? Well, you know, different days we'll do leg drills, right? So we're warming up, doing the different, you know, butt kicks, high knee skips, whatever, whatever. Well, we're doing walking lunges. You say, hey, you guys go down to the uh, 25 meter mark, go down for uh, walking lunges. All of a sudden, Greg's like, <laughs> I'm going to go to sweet G, which is like the next door down, like five meters, you know, it's like nothing. <laughs> so I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to sweet G. So now he got the nickname S U I T E sweet G and no, everybody I thought was S W E E T. So that's kind of my laughy laughy. I love it. I love it. I mean, it, the other thing you can laugh at is when you got a comp team and they're like working out during open gym and then you walk in 
and Taylor Swift playlist is just blasting. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I won't mention any names on that or anything, but uh, yeah, we, we had some uh, s- some of our guys that were heavy hitters, so to speak, just uh, blasting Taylor Swift. <laughs> who knew? They're like doing yoke carries and all this stuff. So. No, no idea who but, they were. No idea. No idea. <laughs> Speaking that's of, good. one of them's getting married anytime now. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I saw that recently. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. still uh, get to keep in contact with him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'll have to, I'll have to say hi. It's been too long. Actually, the last time I talked to Michael was when he was at your house and you guys FaceTimed me. Oh, yeah. There you yeah. Go. That was the Good last times. time. Good yeah. Times. Yeah. Yeah. He so. just had his bachelor party. I think was it two weekends ago or something like that. So awesome. Yeah. I'll he's definitely be to, saying hi to that guy. Yeah. He's awesome. about to be uh, locked down soon. <laughs> That's right. So. Yeah. And, um, I know a lot of craziness has happened uh, with COVID and the gym, um, like we talked about a bit earlier. Uh, can you share any future plans that you may have regarding fitness? Sure. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, I train quite a few people still, like online. I have people coming to the garage, doing this, doing yeah. that. So I'm always going to be touching people per se helping people out. That's just who I am. Right. I got, uh, you know, I, I just moved into a new house and all the neighbors are like, Oh, wow. And so I'm like helping neighbors out, whatever. And uh, got a park right down the street from me. So do park workouts, just having fun. So my goal right now being retired from the Navy, uh, sugar mama wife, you know, working <laughs> as a nurse, she's working her butt off. She lets me keep this hobby of mine and just have fun with it. As for big, big, like, as we're kind of talking, what would you recommend for someone getting into the, 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 how big am I going to go again? I don't know, honestly, with the state, the world's in and everything, we don't know what's new rules and regulations and the COVID stuff and everything. So, you know, I've never rushed anything. And I think that's one thing you've learned from me at the gym where people are like, what if this and this and this, I'm like, all right, let me uh, hold on a second. Let's see how this goes. And, you know, same way in the military, instead of just jumping on something, it's like, take your time, observe, take your notes, see what's going to happen. So I'm in no hurry for anything in the future because I'm still young. Uh, Yeah. Don't even want to tell you how old I am. (laughs) 28, right? Seriously. I think it's 28. Bad news is like over double that. (laughs) <laughs> no well my math is way off wow i was like wait a second <laughs> i was like i don't think yeah, it's it quite that wait 28 28 yeah i gotta go back to school morning math no. right yeah exactly oh man that was the worst <laughs> you, know, you come in you come into class in the morning yeah like reading the whiteboard you're like hey so today we're uh front squat and they're like it says back squat you know <laughs> morning math doing it. yeah and it's gonna be at you know this weight and like wait, that's not what it, we're doing five rounds. It only says three. It's like, I can't, it, it's six o'clock in the morning. What do you want me to say? You know, <laughs> That's what's great when you're so comfortable, you know, with the members going there that they know you so well. And it's not a huge deal if you make a mistake like that. That's something I love too. They're like, oh, it's just early in the morning. It's fine. I'm just going with the flow. <laughs> it's just him. He, he yeah. hasn't woken up yet. He's still got his coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's know? right. Coffee and bone broth, right? Bone broth and coffee. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So flavor uh, right there. All right, Mike. So this is uh, the last part of the show. I want to give you the floor for a couple minutes. Um, can you give the listeners a few takeaways if they're, I'll say, wanting to run a business, 
mm-hmm. but currently are employed full-time somewhere else. Just a, a few concrete takeaways um, for them. Sure. Well, yeah, if, you, if you've already got a job, you got to, there, there's been people that, hey, I'm an engineer, hey, I'm this and whatever, and very successful. And you want to go over to the fitness because of being a passion. If you can financially support your family, you, you know, your wife, your kids, or your husband, your kids, whatever, if you can support that, yeah. that's one direction. If you can't, you can't let your family, you know, um, suffer because of your passion. So make sure you're set financially, still going to get the gas in the car, still going to get the grocery yeah. on the table. You're still going to be able to get toilet paper when they run out again, all that stuff. <laughs> but, um, you know, know what you're getting into if you want to make that, that career path change. It is tough to juggle them both. So if you're going to juggle them both, have that plan first. Have that get up, maybe get on a call with a life coach, a business mentor, someone that's been there, done that, and, and get everything paved out and, and see if this is something you can do. Instead of just, hey, my, you know, I've always wanted to be a, a CrossFit coach because I did a, you know, a sub three Fran. And, you know, so I'm going to be an awesome coach and that's all it's going to be. That's nothing. So have all the business stuff done. Do you know how to market? You know, if you don't know how to market before you own the gym, well, you're losing right there. Get all them plans down. Where do you want to go? What's your commute going to be like? How many coaches are you going to hire? You know, all that type of stuff and kind of go from there. But awesome. Take your time with it. There's, There's no rush, no rush at all. Hurry up and wait, right? Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> seriously we're still young look how look how many things that we've done through life and all that and there's still so many years ahead of us to make yeah. career path changes or do this or do that so yeah don't rush into anything make sure you got your head on your uh shoulders straight and uh so you can just go about it the right way awesome awesome and uh, where can people connect with you i'm going to link you know any socials or anything you'd like in the description <laughs> Connecting with me, you know, I got uh, Mike's gym and Santee. So that's on my Instagram uh, setting up in my house right here. Um, I got a personal Instagram. Uh, I think it's Michael.Stoodley, S-T-O-O-D-L-E-Y. There, I think there's a Facebook thing still out there. I forget what that is, but I think it's still Michael.Stoodley or st- however that is, but it's the name on there. No, I think that one's just Mike Stoodley. That's how I go by, you know me. Awesome. Awesome. But, yeah, but not a not a huge social media guy. You know how it goes. Yeah. You're uh, you know, we like to connect with people personally. You're doing this and do that. And we know the the things about social media we don't like, but also right. one of the main reasons I had one open and well, business wise. Right. So, you know, it's important to do it that way. But now that I'm not a hundred percent in business, that I'm doing it kind of here. Yeah, I stay off of social media. But if anybody does have anything, you can DM me on anything and I will help anybody. So I'm just against awesome. the, the uh, gun views, politics, you know, this drama, that drama. I don't, don't. Yeah, just I, uh, I can't take drama. it seems like sometimes it's just kind of a platform for people to argue, no matter how innocent the post was. I, I definitely see what you mean. Just got to post just to post. Hey, I had a great time at the game today. Why did you go to the game? You should have been at home doing this. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. It's just <laughs> yeah. to argue for like no reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, whatever. We all have different religious views, political views, all these other yeah. views. I don't care what your post is. You know why? I mean, you and I go back how long? And it's like, if you had a different view than me, am I also not going to be your friend? Yeah, exactly. No big deal. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to the Mission Driven Made podcast. If you found value in this, please like, subscribe, and share. Mike, thank you for bringing lots of value to all the listeners. And thank you for being mission driven. It was awesome having you on the show. Hey, buddy. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Pleasure.